hey beautiful people and welcome to world domination i'm your host monica ferguson and you are in the perfect place to level up here i cover all things personal development mindset healing spirituality and manifesting your most abundant and impactful life all done with a massive dose of real talk and an open book policy because who is time for superficial chit chat thank you for being here Thank you for choosing you, and thank you for showing up when it would be way easier to watch Netflix. Let's get into it. Oh, and don't forget to connect with me over on Instagram at the Monica Ferguson. Hey, hey, beautiful people, Monica Ferguson here, and welcome to this week's episode of World Domination, where we are talking about how rest does not make you lazy. And if honestly, I hear this one more time this week, (laughs) it's like as we come up to this holiday season where, you know, rest is actually encouraged and needed, right? But it's needed all the time, not just in the holidays. But as we approach, I can see so many people getting really triggered around this because here's the thing, when we are still, when we are present, i.e. when we rest, right, we're actually confronted with everything that's going on in our head. So being busy and distracted all the time is a really great strategy if there are things within us that we don't actually want to deal with, right? Like pain, like feeling unworthy, like having issues with our own self-esteem or self-worth or if there are dramas in the family or relationship problems or money fears or literally you could name it, right? However, here's the thing. Rest is an integral part of our success of our growth, of our happiness. So if we are not able to be present, if we're not able to slow down, if we're telling ourselves these limiting stories and beliefs around that we're lazy if we slow down or if we rest, or on the flip side, we're in this position of telling ourselves that our worth comes from our results, right? It's not going to end well because we weren't designed to be on all the time. Right now, I listened to an amazing podcast recently from my coach, uh, Stuart Walter, and he was talking about all and nothing, right? So the funniest thing is that I'm telling you guys the story because I got lectured by him years ago on this because I could not stop. I could not slow down. Um, no, actually, that's not true. Not couldn't, wouldn't, right? I chose to keep pushing because I had equated my worth with my output, So I felt like, you know, I'll rest once I hit that next goal, once I hit that next financial goal, once I get here, once I do this, once I finish this week, then I'll do this, da-da-da-da. But guess what? It never happens, right? We just keep, keep pushing the finish line further out because as we've discussed in so many of these episodes now, everything that we do has a positive intention, And that might seem crazy to your conscious mind, right? The 5% of your mind that's actually conscious. You might think, that doesn't make sense. Like, I don't want to be burnt out and exhausted all the time. But at the deeper part of your mind, it's actually serving you somehow. And this is where we get to be really self-aware and reflect and figure out what is it that we're actually trying to avoid? What are the reasons that we're constantly distracting ourselves? And like, by the way, this this manifests differently for everyone, right? Some people come home and have a couple of drinks every night, right? It's a way of kind of detaching. So you're not really present, right? You're a little bit um, 
yeah, you're a little bit distracted. Um, or other people are glued to their phone on social media, right? You never have to be present or alone with yourself, your own thoughts, your own feelings, if you're constantly distracting your mind. Other people, they smoke, they take drugs, they spend their lives on dating apps or um or they fixate on other people right they spend their whole lives trying to control other people now uh here's the thing that's serving them somehow because guess what if they're distracted and constantly thinking about other people what are they not doing feeling these things within them that may be problematic or painful right but if we want to achieve things more than what we have currently in any area of our life, we have to learn how to face stuff, you know? And this is just something we are not taught how to do, to feel and experience pain, to navigate emotions, right? We are, as a society, taught to sort of harden up, she'll be right, push it down, bottle it up, but look at what that has cost us in terms of our mental health. Most of us know someone who we've lost to, you know um and i just think it's insane to me that we're still operating in that same way and it might seem silly but actually rest is in my opinion a key indicator of what's going on within us because all of those stories and beliefs and fears that we have under the surface that's actually what's driving our behavior and most people aren't aware of them right? They just run with the belief. And like, I've, I mean, I talk to people about this all day, every day, right? So if we think, um, I remember a friend years ago, she just could not sit down, right? She's like, I can't sit down. I can't rest during the day um, because I need to be, you know, productive. I need to do this, this, and this, and this, and this. And I was like, why? Like I was staying the night, you know, it was like, like a Saturday. We had nothing to do. We had no plans. We we're just hanging out. And I was like, but why? Why do you think that? And she was like, oh, I guess my mum was like that. So she had unknowingly picked up her mum's belief, right, which is that you can't rest until everything is perfect, until your house is immaculate. You, It's lazy to be still. It's lazy to rest. And so guess what? My friend who was absolutely freaking exhausted, who desperately needed to hang out and rest, would not actually allow herself to do that. Because guess what? If we've got a limiting belief or a belief that says, hey, uh, I'm lazy if I rest. Well, then your mind doesn't want you to be lazy, right? Because when you think, what is a lazy person? You're not going to have good things to say about that, are you? So your mind is actually trying to protect you from being a bad person or a lazy person or, you know, whatever you think about lazy people. Um, so it keeps you productive. It keeps you moving. And that way you don't have to be a bad person, right? It makes sense. It actually does make a lot of sense. So for us to start looking at this, what are the things that are actually going on within ourselves? Right? Because what I would encourage all of you to reflect on here, and myself as well as I talk, because this is stuff that I look at all the time, is the limiting beliefs that we've got running. So the beliefs, the stories, like... Um, only lazy people rest, you know, you can't stop until you hit the goal or I've got to hustle or whatever that may be. But then also the things that you would have to face if you were present. What are the things that you are currently avoiding, acknowledging or dealing with right now? That is the game changing question. And it literally will change the game. But the courage to sit with yourself and be honest about that is everything, right? 
Now, let's just talk about this lazy thing for a sec. Who came up with this stuff, honestly? Like, it is crazy to me, right? Now, even when we look at productivity, right? Now, men and women are wired differently. So, women run on a monthly cycle, right? But men run on a day-to-day thing, 24 hours. So, for a start, we have to stop doing that. We have to stop comparing ourselves to other people's output and and actually just start to look at our own energy. When do we feel best? When do we fire best? Are you a morning person? Do you hate the morning and you fire better at 2 a.m. in the morning? You know, figuring out when you best operate and then starting to, as much as you can, work around that, right? How much rest do you actually need? But on the flip side, what are the things you also need to fill up your cup? Because sometimes I think, like, there is obviously, like, physical rest. We need to slow down. We need to allow our mind and our body to recharge. Just like an athlete does, so do we, right? Because we're not meant to be on all the time. We're not built that way. But at the same time, also what I often see is that people just have not been taking enough time to actually pour into themselves, right? So sometimes our energy and our happiness comes from um, not just taking rest, but actually putting good things in, right? So that's going to be different for all of us. Like, what are the things that you find fun? What makes you happy? What makes you really happy? What are the things that get you out of bed in the morning? And I don't care if it seems bizarre, right? You could say it's Tamagotchis. Okay, you do you, boo. (laughs) Whatever, right? It doesn't actually matter. The key is for you to even allow yourself to go there in your head. What are the things that you love? What fills up your cup? Like for me, it's music, right? So that's the first thing that I do. If I'm having a trash moment or a day or I'm feeling awful, I will put on music and I will go outside. And ideally, I'll get my my feet on the earth and it brings me back into the present, right? Because actually the present is fine. Sometimes, yep, it's going to be uncomfortable, But the issue that we can so often create for ourselves in avoiding the present is starting to make up stories about what the future is going to be like, right? So the more that we can bring ourselves back into the present and just remember that, oh yeah, I'm human and I'm allowed to feel emotions. And actually, you know, for a lot of us, we haven't given ourselves permission to do that before. So of course, there's a bunch of stuff that probably is ready to be acknowledged and healed and felt, And that will be uncomfortable, for sure. But how good is it going to be when that's released and then you don't have to avoid being present in your own body anymore? How good would it be to just take a whole day to relax and do things that make you happy and not like constantly distract yourself because you're avoiding how you feel, okay? So that's the first thing. Now, the next one is I really want us to look at the self-worth piece, around this because I think that this is probably one of the most dominantly held beliefs that I have encountered in my work and working with people and that is that our self-worth is to be earned right that it is external from us and I get it because who's teaching us the opposite not many people right we are taught that how our lives look on social media is what counts how big or small we are, you know, matters. Um, 
what kind of relationship we're in. Are we ticking society's checklist and the order of things that we're expected to do them? You know, all of these things. How much money do we have? How much success do we have? All this kind of stuff, right? And so often we have internalized this. We absolutely have internalized this feeling of not being worthy as we are. So given that our mind always has a positive intention, right? If we believe that as we are, we're not worthy, then our mind is going to be like, okay, cool. So how do I get that feeling of worthiness? Oh, well, I'm going to earn it, right? I'm going to work really hard. I'm going to get to a certain weight. I'm going to do this, this, and this. I'm going to get the partner and have the kids and buy the house, and then I'll feel happy. Then I'll feel worthy. It's a great strategy. I mean, it makes sense, right? It's pretty logical, but it hasn't actually addressed the issue at all. That, you know, our worthiness, our feeling of worthiness does come from within. And it can't be earned. And actually, would you really want it to? Because how fickle is that? Like, what happens if you've put all of your feeling of worthiness into your business or your relationship or a certain amount of money or having a car or having a certain lifestyle or looking a certain way, right? And then that thing changes. Something happens. But you've built your entire self-worth and identity on something that could always be taken away. It was never real to begin with, right? And it was never that deep. It was very superficial. And why would you ever want to create that? You know, why would we ever want to to even put ourselves in that position when we could build our self-worth on a concrete platform, right, that has deep roots? Why wouldn't we do that? Of course. But here's the next part of this, right? So often, self-worth, I mean... I talk about this a lot. Self-awareness is key, right? And so what happens when you become aware that you actually hate yourself, that you actually resent yourself, that you're so angry at all these things that happened in your life? What do you do about that, you know? Because again, we're not taught we're not taught how to manage this stuff. And I've spoken about this a lot. I mean, I've so many episodes now, you guys, like over a hundred. So there are things that, you know, if you want to learn more about self-worth and forgiveness and all these inner things, there is so much content to help you, including actual workshops and things that will guide you through. Um, so for now, I'm just kind of giving an overview. But the thing is that when we become aware of things, right, we're going to become aware of a lot of things that we don't like or that are hard to admit to ourselves, and this is where true, like, mental mastery comes in. And I'm going to give you guys a real example of something that happened to me recently where I had to do this. And I wrote a post about it at the time uh, in reference to eating humble pie. Okay. So I've just started a new relationship. Right. Now, I've shared a lot over the years about my past. There was a lot of abuse, a lot of narcissistic abuse, um, a lot of domestic violence and that sort of thing um, that started at a very young age for me, right? So again, because the, the mind has a positive intention for everything that it does, I had spent many, many years learning how to protect myself, right? how to shield myself, how to push everyone away, how to keep them out. Why? Because I felt safe that way. So I had this conflict within myself where there's this part of me that really wants love and relationship and stuff like that. But the bigger, more dominant part, which is my subconscious mind, which is responsible for my safety, says, nah, 
it's not safe it's not safe to let anyone near you so how does that manifest right well you attract people that were never going to commit you attract people that are emotionally unavailable or something happens and you sabotage it to make it end because at the end of the day subconscious mind always wins right because its job is to keep you alive so it doesn't actually care about how you feel or what you want it cares about your safety right and at that point my mind did not feel safe being around men or around relationships right now then I meet this guy right and it's like oh so intense very quickly like I knew he was so different straight away and so guess what my mind doing a great job at trying to keep me safe goes into fight or flight and hardcore man hardcore like I was so flighty so scared so on edge I was just like looking for reasons to leave trying to leave and then I couldn't really leave because I didn't there's a part of me that wanted to stay but then there was a part of me that was freaking out right and so me being me I went within right and this has not been easy friends I I have cried a lot and I've had absolute like panic. I wasn't sleeping. And and this is where I speak so much about self-compassion, right? Because how you treat yourself in these moments, right, is everything. Because I so easily could have been like, oh, oh my gosh, loser, get it together. Like, you know this stuff, you know. You finally get what you want and then you panic. I could have done that. But instead what I chose to do was love on myself. Because actually, you know the reason all those old fears were starting to come up now were because a I actually was in a position to deal with them which means that I'd done really really well in terms of creating safety within my own mind and body but also that those old fears were created by awful situations where I was treated so so badly so actually to have compassion for all the previous versions of myself that were freaking out and really scared and had been to hell and back a bunch of times you know, and was trying to stop me from doing that again. Like, I can have compassion for that, right? Absolutely. Now, what was interesting in this case was because this is literally the first healthy relationship I've ever been in, right? So to have someone um, who's really, like, grounded and balanced and kind and consistent is not normal to me, right? And I'm going <laughs> to... Let's just get into this, right? So... I had a moment the other night, and it's going to sound nuts when I say it out loud like this, but I want you guys to understand as well the realness, right? Because all of us have our thing, right? And we don't know what's going on until it gets reflected back to us. So, you know, me sitting at home with my cats doing personal development is great to a point, but I'm not really going to be able to level up in, in the love arena until I get into the ring, right? So we're having this big conversation and I was like super triggered and um, trying really hard to keep it together, but I was just on edge. I like, absolutely stressed out to the max, stressing myself out. It wasn't him, it was me. It was all my old thoughts and fears, right? And I, I said something to him about, um, oh, you don't say this. And he was like, yeah, but you never asked. And I had this moment of like, oh my gosh, it never occurred to me that I could just ask you something. And then I was so sad for the previous versions of me because in the past, I learned to stop asking for things. I learned to 
um, just stopped like making a fuss because that, you know, I felt like I was made to feel like I was making a fuss, like I was a burden. If I brought something up, it would always get twisted, manipulated, I'd get gaslit, I'd get lied to, I'd get shamed, I'd get sworn at, I'd get ignored, right? So again, that part of my mind that was trying to protect me had taught me, yep, just don't even ask, just shut it down, don't ask things, don't rock the boat. And so that moment for me where I was like, wow, it's all me, it's all in my head. So I'd created, my mind had created this whole story about what was supposedly going on. And here I have this guy who's so grounded and calm and there there are logical explanations for everything. But you can't often see your own blind spots, right? And that is the value of having coaches and having self-aware people around you who can actually help you to see things. And especially when you've been you know, in big trauma things or there's lots of fear and stuff like that, you often can't see the wood for the trees, right? Which is exactly what happened in this case. And that then triggered a whole bunch of healing for me where I was able to suddenly make conscious a bunch of things that were unconscious before that. Um, And then guess what? So then I can be present again because I was very uncomfortable in the present before that. Very, very unpleasant. Oh my gosh. Unpleasant? Yep. And it was unpleasant. So even though, like I am someone where I'm like, oh, if there's some discomfort, I'm going to run headfirst into it because I want to shift whatever it is. Right. But even in doing that, I hadn't been able to figure out what that was until I got triggered. Right. And so then I went back and and I apologized profusely, and he was so beautiful and um, un- and understanding. And I, I've sort of explained a little bit about my past and stuff like that, not to make excuses at all, but just so that he can understand. Um, but I fully wore it, man, and I felt terrible. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I've like projected all this stuff onto you. Like this is not who I am. This is not how I operate. Um, but the the simple fact was that it was just. It was running unconsciously. Until that conversation happened, I didn't even know it was there. So now that I know it's there, I've been able to shift heaps more, right? But the key is, right, the self-forgiveness stuff. Because as we become aware of things that are going on under the surface, there are going to be things that we have to confront that are really difficult to manage. You know, looking at people that we have hurt, the ways that our behavior or our beliefs or our actions or whatever really upset someone or hurt someone and we didn't mean to but we did right and also how we hurt ourselves looking at things that we might be carrying shame about the things that we need to forgive ourselves for right because it is way easier to forgive someone else than ourselves and I don't know why we do this but it seems like we hold ourselves to this impossibly high standard and expect perfection And I noticed this even within myself um, last week with this humble pie thing. You know, I was just like, oh, I was hard. I was really harsh with myself initially. And then I heard myself, right? And I was like, what? This is not how we operate. But like I had expected more from myself. Like I was disappointed with myself, right? So I had to step back and be like, okay, let's look at where this is actually coming from. And the need for self-compassion and self-understanding that's that's everything there is nothing to gain from me sitting here you know making myself feel like a worthless piece of crap and like beating myself up and shaming myself because I've already been through enough of that stuff but I did find it really uncomfortable being present with that knowing that I had 
had behaved way less than the person that I know that I am, knowing that I had projected that onto someone who didn't deserve it, like, that was hard. That was hard. But, you know, it's harder. Running from it, right? I could have just been like, ugh, don't want to deal with that, and distracted myself somehow with my mask of choice, right? But instead, I chose to sit with the discomfort and I owned it and I apologized so many times and and guess what? It's actually been amazing because it cracked me open, right? And remember that everything is happening for us and in many other episodes I've spoken about setting goals, right? And when we've set really clear goals and we're focused on them, things that work with the subconscious mind, which you can learn about in many other episodes how to do this, um, our mind will start moving towards those things, which means that everything that is not in alignment with that is going to come up. So actually, all these parts of me that needed to heal, they came up for a reason. They came up so that I could become aware of them, so I could heal them, transform them into something more useful, and then have the relationship that I have actually been calling in to my life, right? So it's actually me getting everything that I want. And so often, though, we just don't understand the process, right? We think that, oh, yeah, I want to be a millionaire. Yeah, I want that relationship. Yeah, I want that car. But often we're not prepared to become the version of ourselves that we need to in order to have that thing, right? So, like, the reason we don't have the things that we want right now is because we're not a match for them, right? If you already thought and behaved like a millionaire, you would be a millionaire right now. Now, this does not mean that you don't set awesome goals because all of my clients, I push to be millionaires, right? Why would you aim low, honestly? Why would you aim for anything less? And if you don't need a million dollars, make it anyway and then give it to someone else. Give away what you don't need. Be of service on this planet, right? But don't let limiting beliefs and, you know, crappy thinking be the reason that you don't be bold enough to go after actually your birthright. Right? That's a whole other conversation though. But what what we need to understand though is that we are always going to be growing into that, right? So if I want the relationship that I have currently, you know, been moving towards on my vision board and all this kind of stuff, requires me to be a certain version of myself. And so everything has been coming up for me to become that version, right? But the process has been very uncomfortable and it is the same for any area of our life right growth you know growing pains hello it's not um it's not just a saying for no reason but i don't want to discourage anyone from from going after change because actually what's uncomfortable what's even more uncomfortable is staying in the same place your entire life that's not what we're here for right and this is the whole point of this podcast to have real chats about the fact that those of us who are on this journey of healing, of growing, of rising, of wanting to serve, of wanting to be better versions of ourselves, we're going to encounter the stuff. We're going to encounter really triggering hard emotions. We're going to be invited over and over again to step back into who we were or forward into who we are becoming. And it is a choice, but it does not mean that it's easy, right? But it's absolutely worth it. And so I just want to remind everyone, right, that this is part of the journey, that emotions are human, that growth sometimes hurts like hell, 
but that you matter and you're here to do amazing things and you're here to have all the things that you desire. That's why you desire them. They're for you. So don't let aversion to pain be the reason, right, that you don't ever get what you want because you're afraid of sitting with your feelings in the present. And here's something cool. They say that it takes 17 seconds for an emotion to run the course of your body. 17 seconds, that is all. So if you were to simply sit with a painful feeling or emotion or a sad feeling or whatever it is that's coming up and simply accept it and just be like, okay, so in this current moment, this is how I feel and just let it run through your body. It's not going (laughs) to, it's not going to take long, actually. It's the resistance to it that creates the pain. The acceptance of it actually gets us to move through it so much faster So imagine taking 20 years to meet the love of your life because you were afraid of 17 seconds, you know? So this is your encouragement, right? And I know this is totally gone from laziness and rest, right? Because actually it's not about that. You know, we can say, oh yeah, it's like I feel lazy if I'm resting. But that's really a very surface level, superficial reason that's serving a deeper purpose. Because the subconscious mind always has a positive intention behind everything that it does, right? So if you're running that story in your mind, it's because it's helping you avoid something else. So your power is in the acknowledgement of what the actual thing is deep down. And as you are courageous and sit in the present and face things and become aware of things you will be limitless in what you can do and you will prove to yourself how strong you are and how capable you are because of course you are of course you are you wouldn't be listening to this otherwise so that is your message for today my friends and I of course am open for one-on-one sessions as well so if this is like stuff that you want to get deep into, actually going after your goals, like removing the resistance and some support to do that, we get incredible results in my session. So reach out to me, however you want, smoke signal, email, text, whatever you want. But I'm here and no matter what, I'm celebrating you. I'm supporting you. I'm believing in you. You're here for great things and make sure that you take rest. You deserve it. Right. Have some great break time, my friends. See you next time. Thank you for listening. I would love to hear your key takeaways and aha moments from this episode. And I just want to remind you that you can do amazing things. You're incredible. And if no one else today has told you they believe in you, I do. Only a certain kind of person listens to a podcast like this. The best one. Go get him.